Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome. These beautiful birds just blessed the presence. They came over, and here's two more. Now there's four of them sitting in this tree right in front of me, just hanging out. So good morning, y'all. Thanks for being here and sharing this moment together. Thanks for being here and sharing this moment together. I'm Morgan. We're here recording the Beyond podcast, sharing about this morning's topic, the wild man. And I am here once again on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. This beautiful country, it's just amazing. I've had a chance this summer to drive around the West a lot, be in the West. There's so much beautiful, incredible land out here, space. So many just beautiful entities, beings, places, spaces, full of aliveness, full of, full of just beauty, like utter stunning beauty. And just hours and hours and hours and hours of driving with just landscape after landscape after landscape. It is, it is stunning. I, I fucking love it. And this morning, we are here to talk about the wild man. I've been looking at and reading Robert Bly's book, Iron John. Iron John, it is a, it is sort of a big, um, important book and story, parable, uh, myth that is, uh, that talks about, yeah, well, it talks about the wild man in us, in men particularly. <laughs> And so I've been feeling the wild man coming out, the ferocity, the summer, my word, my concept, my intention, the feeling that is coming through after a lot of big ups and downs and challenges starting and in this year so far that I feel a ferocity coming forth in me. I feel a ferocity of I'm tired of all of the old bullshit of playing by the rules of playing small, of holding myself back of not being sure, of being uncertain, of doubting myself, of falling into prey to the voice in me that, that thinks like, oh, well, who are you to say that? Or maybe you're wrong. Or how, are you sure about that? Or, you know, I don't think, who do you, who do you sort of think you are? Like what, like, who, like what about, who do you think you are? And, you know, that comes right on the heels of like, you aren't enough, you know? So I kind of get over the, you are you know, I'm, I'm not enough deal of like, pfft, you know, you're just not worthy of, you know, speaking your mind, of saying, of living, of being, of stepping out. And I'm like, no, actually, I think I am. Like, I actually am connected to my heart and I'm connected to my practices. And I work pretty hard, very hard to keep good care of myself, both physically and mentally and spiritually and, you know, pay attention in a lot of different ways. And so, yeah, I actually, I actually know myself to be enough. Like, I am landing in that place for the first time, not for the first time, but for in the more powerfully than ever and saying, I am going to bring a ferocity forward. And to me, when I'm thinking of this, that feels like the wild man. That feels like the wild man, the big hairy dude at the bottom of the pond who we have to bucket out and bucket out and bucket out because he is, he can be scary he can be dirty. He can be grungy. He's got red hair. And this hunter goes out to find him 
in the woods because there's something happening that when people go out there, they get lost. Different, different folks from the realm, the soldiers, the people, they have gone out into the woods and there's something strange going on out there. And the hunter comes along and says, Hey, is there anything, um, anything good trouble to be getting into over here? And the king says, well, not really, but just if you go, I don't go into the woods over there because when, whenever people go into the woods over there, they disappear. And the hunter says, yeah, that's my place. That's why I'm here. So the hunter wanders out and discovers this wild man living under the, in a swamp in a lake. And he goes and gets some men and buckets out, buckets out the lake and finds this wild man and brings him back to the castle and they put him in a cage in the middle of the courtyard. And the story goes on from there, but the idea being that the idea being at this point that there's a wild man in each of us. And I would say for the women too, it's perhaps different, perhaps the same. I'll let you make that determination. But there's a ferocity and a fierceness at least for me, that's coming forth, that I'm feeling, that I'm speaking, that I'm just bringing what comes through and what is wanting to come through, what is the energies, the ideas, the thoughts, the feelings, the reflections that are wanting to come through. And it used to be that I would be like, oh boy, that's dangerous. You shouldn't say that. Or people aren't going to like you or they're going to be mad or they are going to dismiss or whatever it is. And I'm just at the place of like, look, this is what's coming through this body, this mind, this spirit, this soul at this moment. And so my work is to offer it. That's my role is to just offer and to say, here's what's coming through. Here's the reflections that are coming through Morgan and offering themselves to me to offer to you and to the world right in this particular moment. And so I'm feeling the wild man. I'm feeling the ferocity. I'm feeling the feeling of what it is to let go, to say yes to life, to not get caught in all of those places of conformity to not get caught in all those places where I want to be held back, where the voices in my head are limiting or thinking or the conventions of the culture are saying, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or that's not okay to do that. And so the wild man is this beautiful experience, <clears throat> this feeling in us that wants to come alive. And I think what I would, what I want to say about this as I digest Iron John, as I digest Michael Mead, as I listen and talk to Aubrey Marcus and Charles Eisenstein and Zach Bush and have connections with them and listen to their stuff and be able to be in conversations with them. It brings about these thoughts about how we dance and bring ourselves into this life and that I would say the piece that says, we each know in us that we are here to live an extraordinary life. We've recorded a lot recently about our uniqueness, about each of us being having the unique body that we have, that we, that we get to live with. We can resist and resist and resist and want it to be different, but it is the body that we have in the same way, the way that we think, the way that we feel, the way that our brain and spirit and bodies work. That is ours. It is uniquely ours. And yeah, we can shift it some and work on it through growth and through bucket work, through the bucketing out of the swamp. 
so that we finally get down to that essence of ourselves, that wild part of ourselves that wants to come alive, that wants to be alive. And you might know that as we're kids, when we're, I have this beautiful remembering caught on video. When I was in senior kindergarten, I was, I was play acting of being a clown and we were in a, we did a circus, you know, for the parents and for whatever the school is senior kindergartners. And my role was as a clown. And so I was like wrestling and tackling and joking and playing and just being free and goofing around and, you know, being a clown and like interacting with the audience and interacting with the other clowns and like just being a total goof. And like, you know, then I had this, the role of, of, of throwing confetti that, you know, they thought was water onto the audience. And I watch this and I see this vibrant kid. I remember the feeling that there were not inhibitions. There was an aliveness. There was a spirit in the world. There was an, there was a, there was a, um, just there was a wild kid in there who wasn't scared, wasn't worried, wasn't inhibited, wasn't th- worried about how I look or how I feel or whether I'm doing the right thing or, you know, just, it was just, there was a freedom in it of being. And that's the last time I remember that. It's the last time I remember that. Cause then something happened where I started to have to like learn math and reading and writing and had to start to conform and be a good kid. You know, as things started to get more serious, maybe in first grade, you know, where things mattered and it wasn't just about playing, but now it was about like getting to work, you know, the work of, of, of academic, of the academic world or, you know, I don't know exactly what it was, but there's certainly something shifted where I got really lost and confused. And then I started to feel like I don't get what's going on. And I started to doubt myself and I started to feel dumb and I started to feel like I don't get it and everybody else gets it. And I went down this whole road. And what I think happens to us is that we each have our own version of this story. We each have our own version of not being ourselves, of knowing that we're not like we are here to be extraordinary, wild, crazy, creative, playful soul-filled beings in this world with a purpose and with a passion and with some unique, beautiful genius that is wanting to stream through us and be offered to the world. And each of us knows that there is something in us that is just absolutely wonderful and creative and curious and alive. And what happens is we lose track of it somewhere. We think we're supposed to be something else other than that. We think we're supposed to conform. We sort of get sucked in, sucked into this game of like, no, we're actually supposed to be um, consumers, not citizens, not independent, beautiful, unique citizens who have sovereignty and autonomy and strength and all the genius that they bring. Instead, we're supposed to be conform and to get in line and play the game and do, you know, do the thing that we're supposed to do that we've created this thing called school, called our education system that just mostly wants us to be in compliance. It wants us to be calm. It wants us to be, to settle down and be orderly. It wants us to, you know, get in line and play by the rules and take standardized tests and be standard and get, you know, and play the, play by the rules of the culture 
so that we are within the bounds of what there is to be. And the wild part of us is like, what the fuck? Like we may not know it consciously, but we know like, what the fuck is that about? Like that is not interesting. That is not who we are here to be. That is not what this life is about. It's about, and we know it at this intuitive deep level, that we are here to be the wild children, the wild beings, these incredible expressions of aliveness in the world. And that when we don't do that, when we start to get off track and we start to have to be something that we don't want to be, then all the shit comes out. Then we start to numb ourselves. Think about all the drinking and all the drug use and all the partying and all the fucking craziness that happens in high school and college. We kind of overlook it. We just got to be like, oh, ha, 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 yeah, you go and have your party time in life and yeah, all this kind of stuff. No, people are fucking miserable. Like, yeah, it's just fun. Oh, yeah, that's what life is. Life is just partying and playing and doing all that kind of stuff. Well, maybe for some people it is. But I'll tell you what, those people are not alive, vibrant beings ready to blast into the world and bring their creative juices to the world and have wonderful, thriving, incredible relationships. You can't do that if you're going to the bar every weekend, if you're getting shit-faced. So you can choose to go down that road. That's fine, and a lot of people do. But that is not the expression of a healthy, vibrant being or culture. <clears throat> we can do better than that. <clears throat> but it, at least here in the beyond, that's what we're aiming to do, to do better than that. Because what we know is, is that when we're alive and vibrant, we don't need that shit. Because what we got is we got meaningful connection. We got meaningful connection with ourselves and others. We have connection with our sexuality and our intimacy and our creative juices. We have we have connection with our genius and our curiosity and the fierce force that wants to come through us into the world. That we are connected to each other and to this beautiful natural world that exists out there. That we are not separate from it, but we are right here connected to it. That it is part of us and we part of it. And that we go way beyond the five senses in terms of information and communication that there is a beingness that there is a connection that is so deep and intimate and beautiful that we know what it is to be water and wind and fire and earth because we are that it is our bodies and we are it that we, the dynamic nature of water and all of its different forms exist outside of us. We can watch it. We can see the clouds and the streams and the waves of the ocean and the dew and the, and the dew in the morning and the water coming through our faucet and in our toilets. And we can see the water that's contaminated in all these different places in the world. And the wastewater treatment plants and, you know, gross, sludgy places that deserve as much love and care as the other places because they're giving, offering some expression of what they're here to do. So we can love them and appreciate them for cleansing, for filtering all the shit in the world. It's a pretty worthy, worthy status. And so we say yes to the world when we are in ourselves. We know, we know and that when we are not in line with that, because like, we can't live 
actually not in line with that. It doesn't work. We can try to pretend to go up into the spirit world and meditate and, and, you know, have good practices and have everything be happy and good and healthy and all those kind of pieces, but it just, it doesn't work. Nor can we try to numb and just pretend that there's not the shadow side, that there's not the dark side, that there's not, you know, the, the, the places in there that are soul. The soul wants to get messy and mucky and like create all kinds of challenges and be in the darkness and be in the discomfort. You know, and create because when you take risks and you're alive, you ruffle, you ruffle feathers and you make ripples and you have impact on all kinds of different things in conscientious, thoughtful ways, but also ways that you get to interact with the world. You get to bring a ferocity. Even here, speaking to this today, what I know is that there will be people who fucking love this and are right in line with what I'm saying. There's others who will be wildly provoked and angry and frustrated. Like, how beautiful is that? You know, and my hope is, is to be able then to have conversations about it, to be able to talk about it, to be provoked, to think, you know, to dive in towards all of this good stuff. But when we aren't in the place of expressing ourselves, when we aren't connected to our wild man, to our genius, then it starts to leak out all over the place because it has to. The wild man will make his way out. The soul will have its say. And so then we end up in addictions, drinking too much, gambling, porn. We may start lying and cheating. We start engaging in habits that are destructive, whether they be destructive for ourselves, for our people, or for the world. We start breaking shit or polluting or, you know, making decisions at work that are, you know, not in line with the harmony of people or of the natural world or of the organization even. We start to compromise and find easy ways through. We start to cheat. We start to just be unethical. We fall into you know, affairs of sexual expression that comes out sideways or you know, whatever it is, and then we justify it and try to hide it. Or we go into depression, or we go into anxiety, or we go into some physical, you know, ED, you know, erectile dysfunction, or some body's breaking down, or we get sick, there's ill health. You know, all this shit comes out. It's like not, it just seems, it seems from where I sit right in this moment, staring at these beautiful mountains, feeling my wild man alive, it seems really fucking obvious. It seems wildly obvious that when we are in harmony with ourselves and the natural world and our people that we are living an expressed vibrant life connected and not caught in the bullshit of the culture and not caught in the bullshit of the polarity and the simple surface level nonsense that we're asked and shown in the news to pay attention to all the time when they're starving people all over the world that doesn't that's not in the news every single night we have the technology to feed starving people we could do it if we wanted to it's a pretty big story, people starving, kids starving in this country, in the United States, right now as we speak. But we aren't paying attention to that. Our news isn't covering that kind of crap. We're covering all the political nonsense that's all over the place. 
where we're getting caught in these fights about, you know, whatever these, you know, significant, I suppose, but also not the biggest things in the world. And if we wanted to really solve the problems and look at them, we could look at a much bigger picture and do it that way. Doesn't strike me that we actually want to solve the problems. I think what we want to do is keep perpetuating the status quo, keep things as they are, but pretend and have this way of thinking that, oh yeah, yeah, well, you know, homelessness is a problem. So if we just give them some money or we just do this, then yeah, that'll sort of go away. Oh yeah, all the people in prison, like, you know, the four and a half or nine and a half or however many millions of people there are in prison, mostly black and brown people. Oh yeah, well that's just because they're bad people. Mm, yeah, right. That's, that's pretty simple thinking. No, it's because we're fucking fucked up. We aren't willing to look at the shit that we gotta be looking at. And I would say it comes right down to this idea that if we are connected to our wild men and women, that we are connected to that wild part of ourselves, that then we start to be alive in the world. And we start to be healthy and vibrant and bring ourselves in meaningful, powerful ways. And not to say that we ought to be perfect by any means at all. That is, I mean, I hope that is not it. It is being in the challenges, in our shit, in the places where we feel weak and, and vulnerable, in the places where we know, like, we are all here to do that work. To do the work of, like, getting messy, of falling down, of being in the difficulty. We want to be in all of that together, not by ourselves, not pretending that it's not there, not trying to get past it. The bucket work is essential. We got to like get in there and bucketing out a fucking lake is hard work. It's mucky and murky and difficult and takes time. We got to get in there and do that so that then when the wild man shows up, we know what the fuck to do with him, know how to handle him. The story goes on and on because we don't want the wild man in the fucking courtyard of the castle either. Right? We need the wild man out in the world. We need to be with the wild man, not pretending that he's not there. You know, there's a whole thing in the, in, in the story about the, the key to the lock that the wild man is there because a little boy comes and wants to let him out. A little boy talking to his own wild man and the wild man says, let me out. And the boy runs away. Boy comes back a little bit later, whether it be ten minutes or ten years, and says, "Like, hey, like, I want, I want, I'm gonna let you out." You know, wild man says, "Let me out of this cage." You know, go get the key. The boy runs away, can't face his wild man, right? Because he's caught. He's caught. His parents are saying, "Like, no, just keep going to school, just keep doing your thing, just keep getting your job and working in the corporate world and." You know, doing all the stuff that, you know, just do that, just do that. The guy's like, something doesn't feel right. Kid is like, fuck, this doesn't feel right. There's something not right about this. This does not, like, I'm not happy. I'm not in line. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I know that this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And now I'm starting to act out all over the place. How do I get that wild man out of the fucking cage? Well, it turns out the key is under the mother's pillow, which, you know, we can get all ruffle feathers and things like that. And Robert Bly certainly talks about a lot of women who got really upset about that. But I would say the idea basically is, is that, you know, our parents want us to comply, want us to play by the rules, want us to be calm and under control 
and not cause all kinds of problems and not be wild and crazy and, you know, being a pain in the ass. Just Can we just like be, you know, in control, safe? Let's be safe. Yeah, let's be safe. But then at the same time, we all know that we don't want fucking normal kids. We don't want kids who are just compliant and calm and good. You know, they just follow the fucking rules. That's no fun. We want wild, extravagant, extraordinary kids who push the edges and push the limits. But we kind of get lost as parents. You know, and so the key to the lock is under the mom's pillow because the mom's job is to keep the kids safe. That's what, that's what moms, that's what moms want to do. And the job of the kid, you know, the job of the kid is to, is to start to say, thank you so much for keeping me safe. So deeply appreciative. And I got to go fucking play. Like we talked about in the rite of passage podcast recording. Kids have got to get out and go out into the world and get into the trouble of their lives. And they got to say to their mom and their parents, like, I'm fucking going out. You know, and the role of the dad is to help support that, is to be a male presence in the kid, in the boy's life that says, come on, we got to go. We got to get out there. Here it is. This is wild. Like, let's go live. Let's go be. But men are not capable of doing that. We're too fucking meek these days too fucking meek not a f- not willing to be in touch with our wild men our wild fathers because we didn't have men we didn't have we don't have the elders the mentors the culture the rites of passage the things the structures that help make us understand what it is to be vibrant and alive in the world so we don't know how to be our wild men and women we don't know how to fucking do it because we don't have the models of doing it we just have a bunch of people who comply and play by the rules and we aren't willing or able for whatever fucking reason to see the whole picture and to actually talk about all the shit and be in the complexity, the beautiful complexity of the, of the, of what it is to be a human being at this moment in history and to have our eyes and hearts wide the fuck open and to see that the shit that we're doing is so, we're so caught in the bullshit like we're in, we're swimming in the water. We're in this like little fishbowl and we can't get out of the fishbowl and we don't even know that we're in the fishbowl. But this funny thing happens that sometimes when you're in, if you take a fish and then you're cleaning the, cleaning the, the bowl and you put the fish into the, into the t- bathtub, the fish swims around in this little tiny fucking thing that they think they're still in the, the, the bowl. Cause they don't know that they're actually in the bathtub where they could swim laps. They could go and explore. So we get caught in our fishbowls. Then we don't ever question like, oh, I wonder if I'm in a fishbowl and how the fuck do I get out of this fishbowl? But it is time for us to get out of the fishbowl and the wild man is one way to do it. It's a huge way to do it. And so there we have it for this beautiful, I believe it's a Sunday morning, but I don't really know but it's just a day here sitting with the mountains and the beautiful insects buzzing about, making their sounds and the birds frolicking in the trees that are right here offering me shade and beautiful song as the wind interacts. The branches and the birds in the background making their sounds and their noise, but it is quite beautifully quiet and still and warm So thank you for listening. Thank you for being provoked. Thank you for being curious. Thank you for wondering. 
and allowing your spirit, your soul, your heart to open on this day. To feel what it feels like to feel your wild man, your wild woman in you. To be curious about Iron John, to be curious about how do we do this thing differently? How do we live a life of aliveness, of passion, of excitement, of curiosity that is free and out beyond all of the, all of the craziness of our, of our addictions and our numbing and our phones and all of the ways that we disassociate and run away from what we're really feeling and thinking and wanting. Because I'll tell you what, the energy that is needed in the world these days, because we're in some trouble, in interesting trouble. There is a lot of shit going on in the world. And it sure seems to me like we aren't going to get out of it by doing the same thing that we've been doing. That's just not really going to work. It doesn't, that's kind of crazy to think that that might work. So we have to take some wild radical swings at things. We have to try something different. And in the process of doing, why not enjoy the fuck out of life? Why not break through the, all the rules that we make for ourselves that we can or can't do this? I'm not supposed to do that, that, oh, I might hurt somebody if I did that. I would make the case in many cases that we hurt people more by not living aliveness, by not speaking into the truths, by not bringing our, what we want to them. Instead, we stay silent and quiet and unexpressed. And that causes more pain, I would make the case, than if we actually just bring what we want to bring and face the honest expression of what we want and who we are and our wild, crazy-ass man and woman. And so here's, here's to doing it differently. Here's to awake and alive. Because why the fuck not? It's fun. Man, is it fun. It's like vibrant and healthy and engaging and risky and f- like laughter-filled and meaning-filled and juicy on so many different levels, on every level. Beautiful intimacy, beautiful playfulness, incredibly sensual moments with water and air and COVID. Sensual, yes, sensual moments with COVID. Beautiful, incredible transformation, being able to be with this body. All right, y'all. That's it for today. It's probably going to be more today, but that'll show up at a different time. Blessings to you. Deep blessings to you. All of you. All of you. Just wanting to like love, engage, high five, dance with beautiful, beautiful heart and soul and being that you are, that each of us is. Because it's also a pretty fun idea to think that not only are we our individual collective folks, but then when we come together in fellowship and community, then what we get to do is we get to have that be an entity as well in the same fucking way that we were just talking about. What is a wild expression of a community of men, of family, of friends? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Singing to you. Blessings to you. Go with courage and curiosity and care today. Blessings, blessings, blessings.